A reading from the book of Samuel. Hannah rose after a meal at Shiloh and presented herself before the Lord. At the time, Eli, the priest, was sitting on a chair near the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In her bitterness, she praised the Lord, weeping copiously, and she made a vow, promising, O Lord of hosts, if you look with pity on the misery of your handmaid, if you remember and do not forget me, if you give me your handmaid a male child, I will give him to the Lord for as long as he lives. Neither wine nor liquor shall he drink, and no razor shall ever touch his head. As she remained long in prayer before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth, for Hannah was praying silently. Though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli, thinking her drunk, said to her, How long will you make a drunken show of yourself, sober up from your wine? It isn't that, my Lord, Hannah answered. I am an unhappy woman. I've had neither wine nor liquor. I was only pouring out my troubles to the Lord. Do not think your handmaid a ne'er-do-well. My prayer has been prompted by my deep sorrow and misery. Eli said, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She replied, Think kindly of your maidservant, and left. And she went to her quarters, ate and drank with her husband, and no longer appeared downcast. Early the next morning they worshipped before the Lord, and then returned to their home in Ramah. When Elkanah had relations with his wife Hannah, the Lord remembered her. She conceived, and at the end of her term bore a son whom she named Samuel, since she had asked the Lord for him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I've swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. The bows of the mighty are broken while the tottering gird on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out for, for bread while the hungry batten on spoil. The barren wife bears seven sons while the mother of many languishes. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the netherworld. He raises up again. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles. He also exalts. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. He raises the needy from the dust, from the dung heap. He lifts up the poor to seat them with nobles and make a glorious throne their heritage. My heart exalts in the Lord, my Savior. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. In the synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so a couple uh, beautiful scenes here and some interesting points on, I think, prayer to make. Um, so Hannah is obviously upset, or she's she has a heavy heart because she's unable to conceive. So what does she do? She goes to the temple to pray. This is a really good lesson. Uh, we all have experiences that give us heaviness of heart, make us sad, whatever, depressed. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And Hannah walks away eventually from the temple, not downcast, uh, but full of hope. Even though she doesn't necessarily know she's going to conceive, uh, Eli, the priest, doesn't, you know, doesn't say that to her. Um, 
he just says, may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. Um, so when we go to pray with our, with our sorrows, either, you know, if you don't see a priest, at least God will, will speak to you. And really, it will kind of lift up your sorrows, um, kind of get into your sorrow. You know, what is it exactly that's making you sad? So there's different levels to the sadness. So Hannah would have said, well, I want a son or I want a child. Okay, well, why do you want a child? Well, because, you know, whatever, I don't want to be lonely or I, you know, I want to experience the fullness of, of motherhood. Okay, so and then keep, you know, what, well, why do you want to do that? What more do you want? And when you get to the you know, the bottom layer of, of your desire, you see that your deepest desires is going to be for God. And that God will fill you, and that's why you walk away from prayer, what, hopeful and, and consoled. Uh, so that's kind of like the first lesson. And then in the gospel here, Jesus back in, not, not the full temple, but the synagogue, so you know, kind of a, a satellite of the temple, a holy place, the people are, are amazed um, because... They've heard preaching before countless times, but now they realize, okay, this is a man who isn't just, you know, reciting laws and preaching because he has to, but his his words have an authority to them because he he knows God and they're going to soon discover he is God. I, I think some of you can kind of sense this, like in various preachers, like whether this guy actually believes in what he says and like whether he this is coming from his own relation with God or if he's just kind of parroting whatever needs to be said for the for the day. Um, so the people see in, in Jesus the love of God. And they might not, again, have been able to explicitly articulate that. That's why they're so moved, but that is why their heart is moved. So and again, it's it's the encounter with God in a holy place that gives them hope. So it's the lesson, you know, to take ourselves to prayer, but but to ask for that when we pray, um, that real encounter with the face of God. Because, you know, we're all called to preach, we're all called to evangelize. Uh, but, you know, evangelization, it, it comes naturally when you love God. Um, when, you, when your heart is struck by God and, and you've seen the face of Jesus— You'll, you'll know what to say when the time comes and you will witness to the, to the beauty of God versus someone just kind of telling you, hey, you got to go and evangelize, got to go and evangelize. And you're like, oh, okay, well, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to say. Should I just go start knocking on doors? I always say, you know what, that's why I don't really focus so much on evangelization. I focus more on prayer. You take yourself to prayer. You really see the love of God and you encounter his face. The evangelization, that'll come. That'll come naturally. That'll come easily. That's not even, you know, the goal, really. It's, it's you to love God and, and be in love with him. So that can be our prayer, you know, as we embark on the season of ordinary time. Amen.